You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Hello. What is up? What's up, y'all? It's episode 26. Hot and soul. How is it episode 26? I know we say this every time, but I was writing out the notes today and I was like, Then they say, Oh my gosh. Cry, cry. Cray, cray. Well, we just finished our interview. We had a great time. And she's fabulous. She is. But we definitely have some things. Have some stuff we need to address. Mm-hmm. Um, so we should probably just start off with, oh, should we start saying I'm Chelsea and you're Catherine? Yeah. All right. I'm Chelsea. I'm Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> Regular listeners are probably like, uh bozos um yeah we figured we came to the realization last week that we don't ever do that yeah and you don't know who's who right yeah now you do now you need help all right right, so review of the week this week we're getting right into it because we need to get into cappies and crappies and mainly the bachelorette um but this review of the week is so sweet um it's Subjected, Love, Love, Love by Ashton Weave, and she says, I so look forward to my morning commute with Catherine and Chelsea. These women are encouraging, real, and so relatable. After listening every week, I feel refreshed refreshed, and ready to take on the day. Thank you, ladies, for your wisdom, authenticity, and soul-enriching conversation. So good. Thanks, Ashton. That was so sweet. Thank you. You are the sweetest. So kind. If you guys uh, haven't left us one yet, maybe maybe do it because we have a new goal. We have a new goal, and it's going to be um, revealed at the end of this episode. If you leave a review, too, you will be entered to win a soul tank top. I'm Ooh. throwing that in there. I was going to say we should throw some sort of, like, incentive in there. A soul sister tank top. You're yes. entered to win. Yeah. Love that. Okay. It's happening. From now until we reach 200. Until August 1st. Which is when we will reach 200. Which is when we will reach 200. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Goal has been announced. Good talk. All right, so um, why don't you tell me about your happies and crappies this week? I've got crappies. Well, a crappy. I'll just start with my crappy. I, in true me form, I'm a six, y'all. I stress myself and worry myself thin. And this past week, I just had like a really long week of workings because I worked like all day, every day, Monday through Saturday, and so by Sunday morning, I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna mm-hmm. explode." Like I had hit my tipping point, and so I went to church on Sunday. Um, and I, we all like go around and tell me if you can relate to this, but we go to a house church, so it's very intimate, and you can't really escape mm-hmm. <laughs> conversation. So like we all went around and talked about um, like how we're feeling, how we're doing, you know, just in life. And I was like, I'm not really well. Like, I, and it just kind of hit me, like, I'm extremely overwhelmed, and I've done this to myself yet again. And um, I was, like, basically saying, and I'm sure some, hopefully some listeners in a moment of authenticity can relate to this. I feel in a, at a funk, in a funk with God. I'm like, because I'm so overwhelmed, like, I don't even, like, feel like I have a like, honest relationship with God right now, mm-hmm. where it's, like, rich and fruitful, and I feel like we're just, like, jiving, like, and if, and then I said out loud, like, and if I'm being honest, 
feel like I haven't been jiving with him in a while. Yeah. Just because I've been so distra- – I've put distractions in my life. So, anyways, at the end of it, all I needed to do was just, like, go home and sleep and, like, really, truly rest because, you know, Monday's yesterday. So, mm-hmm. it was coming just around the corner and, like, right before about to leave, the girls in such kindness were like, let's do a ladies' night. And it, like, started to overwhelm me even more because it was like, let's add another thing to my calendar. Right, right. And I really want to do a ladies' night, and it's on my calendar. But at in that moment, it was, like, not what I needed because I was already, like, spinning, 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 about to combust. And so I just, like, turn – tears are welling up in my eyes. Lauren can see it. She texts me later, and she was like, are you okay? Lauren. <laughs> Lauren Van Zandt. And I, like – Turned around and looked at Michael, and I just said very bluntly, can we leave now? <laughs> he was like, sure. And he sees the tears, and I just needed a break. And it ended up being, like, a really good thing, which this is my happy, is, like, Michael and I were able to, like, sit down and, like, reorganize my schedule where I can be more focused on what I'm doing in the moment. Because mm-hmm. at the current state, I'm, like, Training here, then training at Matt Skelly, then doing Soul, then doing the podcast, then doing um, Prosper. And I'm bouncing so much. Like, I'm like a pinball machine. Yeah. And so, we came up with a schedule where I'm like, days I'm training. I'm So, like, now I'm only going to be, hopefully, at at Matt's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but, like, all day. Yeah. So, when I'm here on Tuesday, Thursday, I'm, like, honed in and focused on Soul. Yep the podcast and prosper. So it's like split up. Yeah. So now I feel so much better. I feel so much better because I have just been going back and forth from place to place to place to place. And it's just, it's just, I'm fit. We're worn thin. Trust me. I, yeah, that was me a couple months ago and I, I just was losing it. So, so that that was like crappy. And I, what I learned from it too is like, you need to take the time for you, even if that means, like, alone time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that afternoon I went to the pool alone and, um, like, Michael came for, like, 30 minutes, but I had my headphones in, like, and then he left and I was there for, like, an hour and a half and it was so nice to just, like, I even just, like, some at some points closed my eyes and cried. And just to, like, cry and feel it and, mm-hmm. like, let it out was just so good. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I feel refreshed. And it doesn't make work as daunting when you're, like, organized in it. Yeah. Anyways, soapbox we'll get done. That. Stepping off now. Chelsea, yeah. what are your happies and crappies? Man. Um, I didn't really put a ton of thought into it, to be honest. But I was gone last week, Thursday till Sunday. And I flew up to D.C. Um, with our wedding photographer, actually, who asked me to second shoot a wedding with her up there and I was like so honored and it was such a fun experience so I would say that was part of my happy it was just like a really cool weekend yeah it looked awesome got to connect with like really awesome people got to hang out with her which we've known I've like known her now for since I booked her but we've never like hung out like that never mind yeah spent like three days straight together so it was really fun um and then I met with our wedding planner yesterday, so that was kind of a happy, just because it's all starting to become real, and it's It's so like soon. two months. <laughs> yeah, two months. Um, I think it's like 70-something days, 73 days. Ah! Um, but I, I think my, 
crappy is that I'm actually starting to get like a little bit stressed about all the things. Um, and I'm sure my mom and dad are going to listen to this and like call me right after and be like, why are you stressed? Because <laughs> that's what always happens. But um, it, it's like everything's under control. It's just I'm starting to get overwhelmed because I don't have any like weekends left. Yeah. So last weekend I was away, and then next weekend is our workshop. This week is a holiday. Then I go to Asheville for a wedding. Then I go to Charleston. Then I go to Myrtle, Myrtle Beach for a wedding. And then I have, like, all this traveling to do for shoots. And then it's really September, and it's going to be Go here. time. So, yeah. Um, I hadn't gotten really stressed this whole time, really. And it's finally just starting to be like, okay, i got to start yeah. doing all these things and just – Financially, it's a lot, and you know, to do all the trials and getting all these last minute things wrapped up, and um, it'll all get done, it'll all get done, and then you're gonna like look back and be like, it's over, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, like, I'm not, I'm not like being consumed by it by any means, it's only crappy because it's it's just like like, another thing, it's just the first time that it's starting to be like, like pressed for time yeah you know like you gotta do it because you gotta get married September 13th yeah yeah you can't put that off exactly so yeah that would be mine of the week nothing that interesting unfortunately but um tomorrow Becky and Tyler are coming and we're gonna do a whole beach thing and it's gonna be really fun to just enjoy living in Wilmington for the holiday and yeah, July 4th is, like, and... like, sacred here. Sorry about my dog, by the way. Yeah. He's just psycho right now. He was quiet the whole interview, and now he's just yep. starting to let loose. He's He feels left out. So, um, let's move on to last night, because, good lord. Bear feels the same way, my dog. He's angry about The Bachelorette. Okay, just mm. have to say, well, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched... Yeah, don't listen to yeah. this, but I think my biggest, like, takeaway from it was I was actually glad that Garrett left. Me too, because he was being I, so childish. I just couldn't, like, look, I hate, so is Luke. Luke. I hate Luke just as much as you and the next person, but Garrett was just, like, annoying to the point, like, Luke, I'm, I'm honestly kind of like, all right, at least, at least we know, at least I know like it's that. coming and, like. It's entertaining, and it just keeps, like, the drama going. But, Garrett, I'm just like, shut up. You are so... Naggy. Yes. And he just is so, like, smirk and thinks he's being so funny. And he's... I don't know. I just was... He was getting under my skin way more than Luke was. Same. I don't know if that's weird or not. No, I totally agree. I'm going to let Bear out. Okay. Keep talking. Um, So, wait. What was the first... The first one-on-one was with Jet, right? Yeah. And I th- I think, at least the way that the edit has been happening, it seems as if he's the one she likes the most right now. Yeah. Based on her reaction to And it's him. annoying because now that I know all this stuff about him, I'm like... I really don't like him. I either. don't. I just, I just think he's faking it just I to be famous. I think he's faking it. I think he's got less personality than a rock. Like, he's, a, he's a total square. He, I don't understand. I and feel, then, and then they showed that preview of him again it, with his with guitar, his guitar and, and no shirts. I was like, barf, come on. I listened to this podcast or not podcast radio show with um 
his ex-girlfriend who like came out about them still being together when he went on the show and like the way that she talks about him it just makes me feel like they he ends up with wait what did she say it's just like basically he like told her like this is just for my career we're gonna like when we get back we're gonna be together we're still like basically I'm doing this for my career and he was you know okay with it yeah. Oh, she's a musician, too. It was, like, weird. Um, and they, like, everyone was, like, well, they were only together four months. But they, like, went on a trip to the Bahamas together. Like, they were, like, together. But it's still a crappy thing to have happen to you. Like, whether right. you're dating someone for years. Yeah, or it's, like, never going to feel easy to be, like, oh, by the way. Yeah. Bye. So, um, but apparently, like, he was, like, when I get back, um, I'm going to call you. Well, the show's been over filming for a while, and he has not reached out to her, which makes me think he's with Hannah, or he was with Hannah, or some yeah, sort but of contract. Or it could just be weird to be like, "Oh, you just watched me make out with another girl for weeks." Yeah, but apparently they bumped into each other at some like bar in Nashville, and he like was smirky and like weird. So I don't know what to believe, but I, I, my prediction, and I haven't read any spoilers, so I'm not like. Do not ruin this for me, okay? I, I don't want a spoiler reader. I don't want any reality Stevers coming at me. But I think she picks Jet, and I think they're already broken up. I think that's a valid hypothesis. Um, I think Tyler C's second. I think Peter's third. And I think Luke goes home next week before Fantasy Suites, and he comes back while they're in Fantasy Suites. And I think he's the one that has the ring. I think he has the ring. Yeah. yeah I agree. Yeah, um, that whole date with Jed. I don't even remember what they did because he was so boring. Um, All I know is he like kicked his feet up and apparently she fell in love with him. Because he kicked his feet up into that little like jumpy thing. Remember? She was like, and in that moment, I loved you. She was... But she's the only... Or he's the only one that she said, I'm falling in love with you too. Right. Which makes me think that he's And the then one she goes picks. on this date with Tyler and this made me cringe as an equestrian... <laughs> Um, they're riding horses through, like, the streets of Netherlands, of the Netherlands, and first of all, they're not wearing a helmet, which is very unsafe, considering they're in a city, yeah. and on concrete. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, like, yelling at the TV, because they were like, why won't that go? And I was like, because you're pulling on They were pulling rain. backwards. <laughs> I saw that, too. I'm, like, not even a question. I was like, dude. I was like, you are an idiot. But anyway, um, I was getting so frustrated with that date, too, because she was, like, she was pressuring him and just being so like pushy and I was like why do you not like like it's she was like pressuring she, him, making him have a story like what if he just like what doesn't have a thought story? I, yeah I know like what if he just what if he's just like like chill yeah and he like have enjoying to have all his like, crazy thoughts she's like well tell me more tell me what was it going through your head Michael was like that would drive me when we were watching that he was like that would drive me nuts because I'm literally usually never thinking of anything and, she, and for someone to put pressure on me, him. to be like, what are you actually thinking? He's like, that would drive me crazy. Right. I think it definitely was turning him off. But that was annoying the heck out of me because I was like, calm down. He doesn't have to have all this. He's trying to stay out of all the drama. So yeah. just let it happen and focus on each other. Yeah. Um, so that was annoying. Peter's great during that three the group date when he was like, I just want her to feel good. And he like distracted her and he's just so sweet. He never talks crap about He's anyone. very sweet. I just, I think he's like a little child. 
I just, love Peter. He's really sweet. I just don't see it. He doesn't seem like he's 27. I felt bad for Mike going home because he Ugh. was so nice. Like, he had nice. such a classy goodbye. But there was no chemistry there. There was zero. But he was such a good, like, classy. He'll, he'll be Bachelor. I'm calling it right now. He's going to oh, be Bachelor. Oh, I hope so. I really hope so. But I don't know. Him or Tyler C. are going to be Bachelor, in my opinion. Oof. And I'm down for either. <laughs> yeah. 1,000%. That will be great. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Um, so basically, Luke P's still there. That's the moral of this yeah. story. How hard did you laugh at the baloney? Was I the only one oh, that was Michael cracking died. up about that? That was so funny. I was dying. Yeah, I was that like, was How hilarious. has nobody messaged me about this yet? Because he threw a pile of baloney onto on his lap. lap. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get any more ridiculous than that. He threw baloney on someone's He's lap. Like, you know what this is? It's a pile of baloney. <laughs> Prop includes props. I wonder how long that was, that line was just like brewing in his head. Like I'm gonna throw the baloney on him with the um. I think it was either I think Becky said this. I was texting you, Leah, um, and Becky during the show, and I think it was Becky that said she's like Luke has to be a psychopath because did you see how straight his face was when Garrett was wearing the baloney on his eyeballs? Yes, he was just like staring at him. <laughs> Which, that was funny when Garrett was, that was funny. on his eyeballs. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, I appreciated that. Yeah. I'm, I can't believe next week's hometowns, and then Fantasy Suites, and then The One. It's I can't just, wait for the finale. It's going to be lit, Liddy City. I really feel say. like, well, first of all, I can't wait till, um, do you think it's going to be, it's probably going to be Fantasies that Luke freaks out on her about doing it with someone else. Well, maybe he does make it to top three then. I think he does. So maybe Peter goes home. I think home. Peter's going next. I think you might be right. I think it's going to be Jed, Tyler, Luke. Ugh! And then Luke is going to be the one that's like, I have a ring. Yeah. Luke's going. She's going to try and send him home at the fantasy sweet dates. You're so right. Because she puts him in that car. Yeah. You're right. Poor Petey. Little pilot Petey. Who knows? She Sweetie could be Petey. an idiot and send someone else home. One second. All right, we're back. <laughs> Sorry, we were about to catch up to our interview part, and I, we don't really edit well. So yeah. Anyway, we don't have a whole lot more to say on on Bachelorette, but we'll just wrap it up with our. You want to intro our guest? Predictions. Oh yes. So our guest today is Laura Hansen, and she is really like all the things. She's like a little Buddha. <laughs> she really was. Um. She and I met um, this spring, and she reached out because she loves listening to the podcast, and we would, thought we would love having her as a guest. Um, basically, she is an expert in wellness, yoga, mindfulness, and just kind of how to balance the everyday life, especially the corporate life. Mm-hmm. Um, she also has a corporate, full-time corporate yes, job. Yes, she does a ton of stuff. Bear just brought you a sock. Yeah, that's his sock. <laughs> Thanks, Bear. Um, and yeah, so she really does a great job of introing all of that and really brought the heat today. Oh, she so brought it. She brings Catherine it. Catherine was taking lots of notes, if I that did. tells you anything. I so took notes, guys. It was an awesome interview, and we can't wait for y'all to hear it. Yeah. Enjoy words from Laura. Our conversation with Laura Hansen. 
Bye. Okay. <laughs> Hello. After a few technical difficulties, we're back with our interview. Um, we are here with Laura Hansen today, who was sweet enough to come here all the way from Charlotte. We still haven't had any um, remote guests, mostly because we haven't figured out the technology to do to do it from. So all of our interviews have been authentic and in person, and it's been really fun. So um, Laura and I met, when was that, April? Yeah, end of April. End of April. I was a second shooter at her twin sister's wedding, and I guess that led her to reach out and find our podcast, and she really connected to it and reached out to be on it and tell us all about her story. So thank you so much for coming. Yeah, I'm excited. It's been fun to explore Wilmington. I'm actually here with my mom. We decided to do a mother-daughter trip Yeah. in honor of the holiday. So we've been exploring Wilmington. It's got a lot of character. Yeah. Have you ever been here before? I was here probably when I was a kid and we did the beach trip, but mm, haven't it's explored it since then. Yeah. And it's also a different perspective, I think, when you're an adult and you're yeah. exploring downtown because like, oh, we yeah. didn't venture over here. So. Yeah. There's so many. Even from when I went to school here, however many years ago, it's so different. Like, there's so many new breweries and yeah, restaurants. It's hip now. And it's yeah. like, a hip, cool place. Yeah. yeah. My mom said it's very hipster. So it, downtown is becoming it a little yeah, it yeah. is. It's been fun though. It's charming though. It's um, fun. It's charm for sure. Where have you where have you eaten and Yeah, so we ate at um I think it's Dixie's Diner yeah, Girl. Dixie's so Girl. We decided that's our breakfast spot. That's so we've gone heart. twice. We'll probably go again tomorrow because yes. it's not broken, you know why. Well, yeah. I try to fix it, it's really good. Yeah. Um we went to Elijah's for dinner. Yeah. That was really good. Got our kind of like nice seafood yeah, on the river on the river, on the river. Yeah. and we actually we did a hollywood tour so cool. oh you did the screen gem studios no we didn't make it to the studio apparently they're filming a movie called swamp thing there right now and it's like dangerous for people to be in the oh. whole area all the swamps the swamps right <laughs> the things but there's this guy that does this hollywood tour because apparently wilmington is like the hollywood of the east and yeah so he kind of walks you around um, the neighborhood near so Front see, Street like, and like points out different Tree Hill stuff. Yeah, there were these two girls that were on the tour that were huge Dawson's Creek fans. Oh yeah, and it was actually really entertaining to see their reactions. <laughs> and my mom and I, we've never really watched the show, but we're like, yeah, we were living vicariously through them. It was really well, fun. Your homework awesome. after you leave here is to watch Dawson's Creek because it's everything. Yeah. Okay. So that's it's so that. Good. And then another one that came up a lot was the longest ride. Oh, that so, was the. That was a Nicholas Nicholas Sparks. It was the Nicholas Sparks, and our tour guide was constantly making jokes that it's the same screenplay, essentially, as um, The Notebook. So, yeah, yeah. So that's on our list. And then Empire Records. Mm-hmm. That's also one that apparently was shot that was a long time entirely ago. here. Yeah, so it'll be hard to find that one, but we're yeah. on a mission to so cool. check those out. Um, so. One of the Iron Man's was filmed here. Yeah, yeah Iron Man 3, right? Yeah, I feel like I knew all this. You know, yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> I was I in college so um, when that one was being filmed because I remember there was like a bunch of celebrities in town. Oh, cool. Did you spot any or meet any? I didn't, but I, I thought we saw like some like yachts or something like that. Oh, that cool. we were like, yeah. oh that's such and such's yacht. Or, yeah, like the know. first year I moved so here cool. during the Winter Hill Convention because, yes, that's a thing. <laughs> Um, it is. Did you watch Wonder Hill? No, but now I feel like I need oh, to man, watch that so too good. because it was mentioned so much. Well, it wasn't even being filmed I here, and I was at the gym, and Dan was working out on the treadmill next to me. The dad. Oh. The dad, the evil dad. When I worked wow. at a restaurant here, Karen 
Karen. Hey, Karen Cafetti. A bunch. Yeah, because she like lived here. I thought she. They all had like still live here. Homes actually. here. Yeah. Um, too bad. Anyways, major rabbit hole. Super yeah. sidetracked. <laughs> Wilmington's cool. Come visit their celebrities. Yeah, sometimes. that's that's the takeaway. Another side note. <laughs> the very first time I ever came to Wilmington, I was fourteen. And guess who I saw in the Oceanic parking lot? Chad Michael Murray. Chad freaking Michael Murray. I would oh, drop wow. down. A 14-year-old me was losing it. I would Did you approach him? No. He was like, we were like pulling out mm. as he was walking in with his girlfriend at the time. Every know. time I'd visit here to visit my grandmother, I would be like, please, Lord, <laughs> give me a sighting of Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> please, God. I guess Chelsea got it for you. Yeah, I did. Really, she I stole did. my sighting. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a little backstory on Wilmington for you guys. <laughs> I'm sure maybe we can get sponsored by Wilmington Tourism. Because yeah. Hollywood Tours. I mean. Or <laughs> Coming like, at you. Realtor, because so many people, we do get a lot of messages that yeah. people are like, oh my gosh, Wilmington sounds so cool. We yeah. want to move there. I'm like, yeah, I don't disagree. <laughs> so anyway, well, why don't you go ahead and just kind of introduce yourself to our listeners however you want you can sure take it as long who as you, you are want what to. you do yeah why you do what you do the million dollar question right yeah so I will start back in my college days because I think that's definitely part of my story met some important people there my sister's husband and then my current boyfriend as well um and then my sister and I went there together so it was a really big part of our story I think collectively and then individually mm-hmm. so Got my business degree at UNC Chapel Hill. I also minored in public relations. Always had this passion for telling stories and communication. So um, I originally wanted to do forensic accounting and was just set on kind of that mysterious kind of element of forensic fin- accounting. Yeah. What is that? So it's like white, tracing like white collar crime. That's kind of oh, like the, okay, okay. the sexy version of forensic accounting, but I, I'm sure that's not the whole puzzle piece. But Ultimately, I ended up doing an internship at my um, consulting company and really liked it and decided that's something I want to continue to do. And so I took the full-time offer there and that led me to Charlotte. Um, I say all of that to say that something I've learned over the course of my story is you can make plans, but ultimately it's so cool to see where God leads you yeah. when you don't actually get stuck on your plan and kind of keep an open mind. Oh, yeah. That's been a huge thread in my story. So yeah. um, that was kind of the first instance of where I saw yeah. that really take me places I never thought I would go. So. I always say my, my plans never go according to God's plans. Yep. I'm like, oh, you just thought a completely different thing, didn't you? Yep. Yeah. That's so true. So moved to Charlotte, um, was in the corporate world and still am for a couple years before I really started to feel kind of that burnout. Consulting can be a lot of hours and according to client demand. So Mm -hmm. you kind of lose that center of control in some regards. And so I think um, that kind of contributed some anxiety and stress-induced burnout and anxiety, really. Um, And so ultimately, I found different wellness practices that really helped me learn how to deal with those emotions and I did my teacher training in Maui. I did an immersion, so I was there for three weeks, which wow. was really cool. So your yoga um, teacher training. Yep, yoga teacher training. And then, Whoa, yeah, life. I know. Well, that's the thing. It wasn't all pineapples and yeah. luau. It's, it's hard work. Yeah. <laughs> the immersion was tough because you're in the studio from like eight to four every day, not just doing vinyasa or the actual practice, but also doing lecture so anatomy anatomy yeah. yeah but it was totally worth it because 
I just had this Maui glow when I came back and then yeah. back to reality. Yeah. So wait, can I back it up? Yeah, sure. So you say that the stress and anxiety from like your consulting and corporate world, that is, is that what led you to yoga? Or were you already practicing yoga? So that's a great question. I actually started practicing yoga in high school a little bit. Thanks okay. to my mom. I'll give her a shout out here. Um, and she introduced me to the practice through some like 20 minute DVDs, which yeah. I think are a great entry point for anyone who's mm-hmm. kind of nervous to go into a studio totally. and be in that vulnerable state. So that's how I first started the practice. I was pretty mm-hmm. athletic. I played volleyball for 10 years. So no way! Yeah. I was a libero. But I was libero too. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I started as setter, but I did I, too in I, middle school. Yeah, and people then, were all short, or I was short. I was and short. Was tall. Yeah. And then they were like, "Well, you can either set or be libero," and I was like, "Well, I'll just whatever you want to play me." Right. So I ended up doing more libero. But yeah, oh, that's awesome. So that's so funny. Yeah. So was libero. So yeah, pretty athletic, but never had done yoga. It wasn't quote unquote cool yet either. So right. it really uh, wasn't, especially <laughs> when you're in high school. No, yeah. no. But my mom thought it would be a really great way for me to cross train between weight training and cardio. And she was right. Your so mom was on it. she was on it. She knows what she's talking about. Yeah. So ultimately that was my first exposure to the practice of yoga. And I still had those DVDs. Um, and then it wasn't actually until I had a stress reaction in my foot and then actually broke my foot moving furniture um moving into my current apartment actually that I had to take a step back from my usual fitness practices and when I did feel comfortable easing back into things it was I used into things with yoga cool so I started doing about 20 minutes every day became part of my daily routine because I felt so much more relaxed I felt more in control whenever I would go into this environment that could be stressful at the office so it really gave me in in some sense my power back and so that's what led me to say you know I want to share this with the world and Mm -hmm. I really want to appeal to those in the corporate world because I think this is a practice that is so powerful Mm -hmm. and can take us out of these containers where we feel like we have to react and really start to respond in a way that we want to and can really get our power back so that's what led me to research the training ultimately go to Maui and then when I came back I loved the experience and I wanted to keep learning I felt like my learning wasn't done yet so I immediately enrolled in a advanced therapeutic yoga teacher training so it's a 300 hour that I'm actually still finishing up I'll finish it up in the winter yay and I'll be a 500 hour registered yoga teacher wow. so I'm excited about that but that's incredible so yeah. you'll be E-R-Y-T right I think I think so. If or you're 500 hour is that? Or I think the E is experience, so it might just be RYT 500, and then once you do get certain a certain number of hours, hours, then you're either okay. RYT. I think that's, that's amazing. Yeah, so it's been it's been a really incredible journey, and again, I would never have imagined in a million years that I would have done the yoga teacher training, then done the therapeutic yoga teacher training, and then start to work with people individually and mm-hmm. do workshops with corporate audiences. And all the things that I'm yeah. doing today. Okay, so what do you do today? Yeah, great question. So in addition to my full-time job, um, I started a website about a year ago when I was actually in that period of recovery from that foot injury. So again, it's funny how God throws things at you that you're really frustrated about. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, if I wasn't able to work from home for that period of time, my job was very understanding. And so I had just more time when you take out the commute getting ready. So I was home for a few months because I couldn't drive. It was my right foot, of course. Of course. So I had some free time on my hands and ultimately ended up starting that website that I kind of always wanted to start. Mm -hmm. Um, Started writing my blog. 
And that was kind of the entry point for me in terms of laying that foundation where I felt comfortable pursuing all these different things. And now I write regularly on my blog. I also write for Wanderlust Journal. I read so, some of that. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. so good. Thank you. I appreciate it. I've always been a writer and it's been really cool to kind of see that come to fruition in a way that I never would have expected. I originally wanted to major in public relations, but because I thought there was only one path to, you know, writing and mm -hmm. pursuing that, but it's been really cool to see how that can unfold the yeah. way that it has. So yeah. I'm, I call myself a writer and a yoga teacher and a mentor because, as I said, I write. I'm also a yoga teacher. I teach pop-up classes in Charlotte, and then I also do workshops. So I've got two coming up, actually, in the summer and fall, and then I also work with private clients. You Excellent. are a go-getter. <laughs> I try. Yeah. I mean, when I'm passionate about something, I make, make it happen. Yeah. So, um, And then... I also have been delving a lot lately into not only just the physical practice of yoga, but the mental and spiritual practice of yoga in terms of finding intuitive practice with movement and with different habits and routines that you have. Mm -hmm. And then also the power of reflection has been huge for me and journaling and meditation and, and all of those kind of That's metaphysical awesome. and also mental practices as well. So what is like, like a day in the life? I was literally just about to ask. You that. guys are so. I was literally about to be like, okay, walk us through the day when you wake up till you go to bed, because I'm like trying to figure out how she pieces all this together. I know, like all the things. I'm sure people have probably wondered that with all the things that we dive into. <laughs> I as have, well, I have wondered that on occasion, actually. Oh, yeah, you have to answer. We'll that talk. In another yeah, one. yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> we will. <laughs> okay, yeah. So A day in the life. Start to start to finish. Yeah. So. I think the way that I operate, I set goals for myself on a weekly basis because I know that if I have a work day that isn't what I expected and I spend a few more hours in the office than I would have thought I would have and I still have this big list of things to do, as someone who has dealt with anxiety, I know that it's a trigger for me because I'll feel like I'm not getting things done that I need to get done and that can be kind of a spiral. I can completely relate I was, to that. I was just like, uh -huh. yeah. So I'll set kind <laughs> of goals for the week, and then I'll fit them into my work days as I can when I get home or in the morning if I'm feeling really ambitious. <laughs> um, otherwise, I do a lot of it on the weekend. So I, I, I would say instead of a day in the life, maybe we'll take a week a week in the life because um, I'm fortunate and I'm able to work from home on Fridays for the most part, um, pending client workshops and things like that. So um, that gives me a little bit more flexibility in terms of getting my work done. And then I can shift gears maybe in the later afternoon to focus on like an interview for Wanderlust that I need to do or um, catching up with one of my friends in the wellness community in Charlotte mm -hmm. or writing a blog post for my website or planning for a workshop that's coming up. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been really powerful for me. And then during the week, I'm just really intentional with my time. So for me, movement is really important. So I'll try to fit in at least 30 minutes of intentional movement every day, whether it's a yoga practice or it's like walking on the treadmill and doing some of my physical therapy exercises since I'm recovering from a back injury. Um, just noticing what my body and mind is craving and then doing that thing. And then I'll try to knock out a couple emails with, um, like I said, people that I interview for Wanderlust or for my blog. I do an Empowering Women and Wellness series, and so I like to highlight and feature different women across the country and across the world, really, it doesn't matter where you're located, and mm -hmm. see the things that they're doing and kind of tell their story, because I think storytelling is so powerful. It's something mm -hmm. I love doing, so I love to yeah. incorporate that into all the different things so I'm you pursuing. So you do that highlight thing on your 
on Wonderlust blog or blog, blog <laughs> or on your your own blog. That's on my blog. Okay. So the Empowering Women and Wellness series that's on, on my blog. Okay. And then um, I I get assignments if you will, or if I have an idea, I'll share it with the editor at Wanderlust and we'll she'll connect us and then I'll ask the questions similar to what we're doing here and then I transcribe it and create this story of yeah. of this person and share their message. So um, so yeah, like I said, I'll just do maybe a couple emails in the morning before I leave for work or when I get back and then I'll make sure I fit some movement in. If I get to bed early enough, I'll do it in the morning or, or the evening. So uh-huh. that's kind of a day in the life and the, and the meal prepping. That's also, I feel like I need to mention that here because <laughs> that keeps me sane. So yeah, no, um, that's good. Yeah. What's your uh, go-to meals? Are you someone who eats I'm the a same creature way. of habit. Me too. Yeah, like it's one routine. of those things where I'm, I kind of routine with my food. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to clean, like, my veggies and chop them up, eat them for lunch, mm-hmm. dinner, and then, like, roast some chicken. It's pretty basic stuff, but it's enough of my routine where I feel like taking a lot of my time where I, I feel like I should mention it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That's huge. Absolutely. And wellness, too. Wellness, I yeah. I think a lot of people don't recognize that half of the battle is the food that you're eating because it really does impact the way that you feel. And that's also something I didn't mention to you guys, but um, something that's been pivotal in my journey too, because probably when I was in high school, I, I didn't, wasn't aware. Again, I have to thank my mom for this one. She made me really aware of the effects that food has on your hormones and blood sugar and all of that, because that was something that I dealt with, you know, in high school. And so eating whole foods and eating every few hours to keep my blood sugar steady dramatically changed my mental focus, my mental clarity. And so now that's something that I feel really passionately about. And I'm still trying to figure out how to kind of weave that in. I'm I'm doing a functional nutrition certification just kind of for fun on the side so we'll oh, see if that just yeah just for fun like add it to my schedule <laughs> it's one that's kind of taken the back burner honestly with all these other things going on but it's yeah. there for when I pick it back up so, so yeah. what does your mom do so is she, she is passionate a, about health and fitness? she is she's a retired RN okay. apparently twins are a lot of work so she stopped working when she <laughs> had us um and has been had the full-time job of stay-at-home mom ever since so it's a busy one I hear so now that we're out of the house she's got some more free time yeah um yeah so she's always been passionate about fitness and she like worked out back in the day probably before it was cool too yeah Yeah. um and so yeah she's had a big influence on my health and wellness journey and then I said my dad's had a big influence on my pursue whatever you're passionate about journey in terms of like writing he's always kind of encouraged me there and she has too but that's yeah. awesome. I feel like that's not <laughs> usually the case. Like, our parents' generation wasn't yeah. super, like, I don't know. It seems like our generation is more conscious about Yeah, I think, I think right. we're more educated and exercise. now. Yeah, and it's just things were just different then, and it wasn't an, an issue. It was a non-issue. Yeah. yeah. You just ate what was there, and yeah. exercise was just like a... If you, you have time, and you were sad, yeah. 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 Right? yeah. So that's really cool. So you're juggling. It at least seems like you're juggling a lot of things. Yeah, but a lot in pursuit of your passions and your um, drive to help others. So do you think you're in the foreseeable future? Like it would be your goal to like have your own wellness community, and is that kind of what you're 
dream is or yeah. are you just kind of taking it one day at a time? You know, it's a good question because I think it's twofold. I am in a lot of ways taking it one day at a time, just given everything I've said, it's hard for me to make plans and then feel like I have to work towards that, that one thing, especially when things change so quickly and things can evolve into something you never imagined it would mm-hmm. be. So mm-hmm. I am taking it one day at a time, but I'm keeping an open mind to all of the possibilities yeah. that arise. And I, I've really gotten conscientious and focused on doing a daily meditation practice for about 20 minutes and then journaling right afterwards because I think that's how I get some of my ideas Mm-hmm. And so that's been a great way for me to get clear on what my vision is and what my goals are and ultimately what I want to pursue. Mm-hmm. So I think one day, yeah, that would yeah. be amazing. I don't so, know what that will look like just yet. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's a continuous <laughs> journey. That's it I, is. Like, I've figured that out. My dream changes every day. Yeah. yeah. Like, of how, it, how, how, it's, how it's going to be. Yeah. How it's going to turn out. I, I don't know. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. I'm like, like, as long as, day like, day as long yeah. as today right now you're doing what you love like the Mm -hmm. rest doesn't really matter you know yeah so the meditation practice that you mentioned a a lot of people can hear it it's like such a buzzword now it is it is a lot of people hear that and they're like I can't meditate and I'm definitely someone that has a hard time shutting down and like not getting in yeah like not being so in my head Mm because even in like a shavasana Unless I'm, like, so terribly exhausted, like, I'm still oh, I'm thinking, thinking oh, yeah. of stuff, whether Unless I I'm sleeping, not. Unless I'm sleeping in Shavasana, what happens? Yeah. I'm usually thinking about something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how would you, like, explain your meditation, and how would you encourage someone that has zero knowledge of it or experience with it to start giving it a try? Sure. So I think meditation is not one size fits all. Essentially, for me, meditation is awareness of your thoughts. It doesn't mean stop thinking. It means letting what comes flow without judgment, noticing it, and then kind of either reacting to it or recognizing how it makes you feel. That's how I utilize meditation. So I actually will usually start based on the events of the day because I like to meditate in the evenings. That's just how things have spanned. For me, and another reason I like meditating in the evenings is because if you think about it, we go through the day as human beings with thousands and thousands of thoughts that go through our head based on something someone says or something that happens to you, and we're slowly tucking that away with us. We don't necessarily acknowledge it and process it in that moment. So by the end of the day, we have an emotional reaction to everything that happened from that day that we might not fully understand because there were so many different instances that hit you that by the end of the day, I'd like to check in and see how I'm feeling. So one day I'm feeling kind of angry or bitter because let's face it, we're human. We all have those emotions. So I'll mm-hmm. say like that, that would be my question. Like, why mm-hmm. am I feeling bitter? Or why am I feeling discouraged in the pursuit of what I'm passionate about? And I'll ask the question and I'll sit with it for that 20 minute meditation. And then when the timer goes off, I just journal everything that comes up. Because for me, that allows me to process my emotions instead of just kind of pressing them to the back of my head, which I think is what a lot of us do when we go through our day in such a stimulated world with technology, with social media, with mm-hmm. all of the things that we're doing on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, to me, it's a way to check in with ourselves and then process it and then yeah. take something from it and then carry on. That's awesome. I think that's a really good – I'm glad that you asked that, Chelsea, because, like, like she said, meditation being this buzzword now, I think yeah. it has the connotation that's like – 
you're literally sitting in the corner of a room like on a Indian magic carpet and you yeah. yeah, and you're like, mm-hmm. and, work for me. And yeah. like, you just feel like you just feel the presence of peace and all this stuff. Yeah. But it might just be thinking about why you're mad. Yeah, exactly. And then writing it down or why you're happy or why, that, release why you reacted that way. Yeah, yeah. And I think too, a moving meditation can be powerful. There are days where I know that I can't, I just can't sit still. So I'll go walk on the treadmill or walk around and, mm-hmm. or do a yoga practice and I'll just let the thoughts flow that way because my body's still moving mm-hmm. and that's also a great way to kind of tune in yeah. and I, I think gonna, I was gonna say that's kind of how I yeah. find like have the best release is with when I'm moving because you're, you're thinking yeah. of you're not thinking about everything else but if something comes up you you don't just like brush it aside you almost like work through it as you're working through whatever challenge is being presented, if right. that makes sense. Totally, yeah. Um, and then sometimes I even think it happens through conversation. I would agree. Yeah. It, with, especially with people that are actually invested in you and ask you the right questions. I've left some conversations where I'm like, dang, I just like worked through. Yeah, the whole yeah. that was straight thoughts. therapy. Yeah. Well, that's so true because there are times where I'm just really like, riled up from a day or some sort of event and I'll call up Akshay my boyfriend and he's the best wait listener. what's his name Akshay it's A-K-S-H-A-Y he's Indian okay I was like uh, gotta be <laughs> yeah yeah so I will call him up no, so <laughs> his parents are probably pretty hip too um so he's the best listener he will just let me kind of say everything I need to say and a lot of times he'll offer great responses but I also kind of come to a conclusion on my own just by talking it out. Yeah. Sometimes we just yeah. need to release yeah. the words from our mouths and our minds. And so true. Yeah. So cool. There's this is like so random, but in church on Sunday we were going through like the Book of Psalms, and we were we were kind of laughing because one second David's like, "Oh Lord, you are my Lord. You give me your love is better than life," and then the next second he's like, "Okay, God, here's my complaint." Yeah. And it's like. So roller coastery, <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. just like like we have a home church, so it's like very easy to talk. And I just was like, I feel like I'm David. Like I'm <laughs> constantly like, okay, but like about this complaint, yeah. like yeah, yeah, I love you, but like you're. So I think that that's kind of like what y'all are talking about when you're having mm-hmm. conversation with someone. Like meditation is almost like a conversation in your head or with God yeah, or whoever you're right. talking to, where you can kind of just talk it out. Yeah. Or like yeah, let it out and then re hit restart sometimes letting it out is such a powerful release and mm-hmm. that is all you needed yeah, yeah. You, you were holding in all of these emotions oh my gosh how many times especially as women where you're like yeah. holding it all together holding it all together and then all of a sudden you burst at the seams oh, and yeah. you cry for like four hours straight when <laughs> you're like sometimes what is sometimes the cry is so yeah powerful. yeah it's yeah. that that medium from the state you're in to the state you're trying to get yeah to. you broke the, the seal where you yeah. like don't know why yeah. you're crying and you're like working through it as you're crying. Yeah, you're and like, then you, wait. like, look in the mirror and you cry even more. <laughs> like, once you see yourself crying, you're like, ah! <laughs> the mirroring effect. Yeah. That's real. Oh, yeah, it's man. very real. Well, thank you. That was such a great answer. And hopefully <laughs> it made that word seem a little bit more, like, attainable and less intimidating. Yeah. Crazy. I found know. that when I broke those barriers down of what I thought the practice should look like, it became so much more real for me. Yeah. So, and it makes it more doable. It does. You yeah, know, like is. you don't need to sit down and have this aha moment every yeah. time you meditate. Yeah. Just be sitting in silence. Yeah. 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 Just letting yeah. the thoughts flow. Lately I've been doing that instead of, like I always will like set up my workspace, like light a candle, play some like coffee shop Spotify, 
And lately I've just been yeah. trying to keep it silent and I'm actually way more productive. Yeah. It's just been a really nice little change of pace. And I think too, just creating, knowing, and I, something when I work with people one-on-one and it's beyond just the physical practice, I always like to ask, you know, what are the practices that ignite you and really inspire you? And then what are the practices that relax you? And that would be a perfect example of one that relaxes you because you build this toolbox of things that you know you can do when you're feeling a certain way and just different things you can do to nurture your mind, body, and spirit, home, sense of community. Mm-hmm. And know when something feels out of balance, kind of checking in with yourself and seeing what that might be and then yeah. conducting a practice like you just mentioned to nurture that aspect of your being that is being neglected. Yeah. So when you work one-on-one with people, would you say like your market is like corporate business people? You like yeah. approach them or how do they find you? Like Yeah, so it's interesting. I've worked with a couple of my um, girlfriends actually in Charlotte because they're in the corporate world. And so they've been a really great proxy for me. And so I would say they they kind of fit the normal, not the normal, but the typical dynamic that I see in Charlotte in terms of um, – like women in their like tw- early 20s to mid 30s or even in later th- that are still trying to figure out how to balance all of the stresses that come with succeeding in the corporate world while mm-hmm. also nurturing all these different aspects of their life that might get neglected if they're only looking at one piece of the puzzle. Right. So I would say I, I try not to limit myself because people crop up in the most unexpected of ways. Like for example, I never would have imagined that I'd be working with a private client that's 70 and she just needed to strengthen her balance. And we've been working together for quite some time now. Um, I think probably since the early winter. And so it's been great to build that relationship with her. And I never would have expected Mm -hmm. that to happen, but uh, her daughter found me through my website. So, so cool. Yeah. It's really cool to see how people find you and how you can connect with people and build those relationships. So yeah, in terms of working one-on-one, I would say anyone and everyone is welcome. And you typically (laughs) like when you're in a one-on-one session, is it typically like a yoga flow and then like life coaching? Is that how you would? Yeah, I would say it's definitely, it's definitely yoga is one aspect of it and it can be different styles. So I might do a more physical practice with someone who's working to develop kind of a more athletic approach to the practice of yoga, whereas obviously my similar client, we do a lot more relaxation and balance mm-hmm. focus, vinyasa and, and yoga practice. Um, but there's also an element, I don't want to call it life coaching, but I would call it like holistic health mentorship. So it's looking at all these different pieces of your being and recognizing different practices that you can develop or start if you don't have like a meditation practice and feel like it's something that you really need to just get at peace with your thoughts. That's something that we work with. And I think as someone who's been in a yoga teacher in the 200 hour, but in the 300 hour training that I've been doing, we delve a lot into meditation and, and kind of the, the seeds for change and how to kind of create those practices uh, in, mm-hmm. a, in a routine that fits your lifestyle. Yeah. So I've been able to weave that in through working with people one-on-one too, which I think is also really powerful because there is that physical practice of yoga, but there's also that mental practice that extends beyond the mat. Yeah. Yeah. So when you – sorry, I have so many questions. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. I'm Keep like, okay, you, you, one more. Just one more. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So do you meet with them weekly? 
or like we've come up with the schedule that works for the person. Okay. So weekly is one. We sometimes I've worked with a couple before and they prefer monthly. Okay. It just I since I understand where they're coming from in terms of the busy lifestyle and it can be difficult to meet in person too. We also do virtual work too. So I like to work cool. That's a cool option. Yeah. So we'll do FaceTime or you know, yeah. a Zoom call if you want it recorded for later that you can come back to that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we work in all sorts of different mediums because I really ultimately want to meet people where they are. That that's good is my mission. Love it. So you referenced, I think, when you were introing yourself you reaching a level of burnout and yeah. your job. And I feel like that's definitely just such a common um, <laughs> trend, I guess, for lack of a better word, that's kind of circulating right now. I know you were feeling that way this week. What would you say are like some signs of burnout, like ways yeah. to recognize it and then how to approach it? Yeah, I think that's a really great question. And I didn't actually mention this in my first intro, but this this happened to me twice. Once in college, when I actually just started the business school, I it, it's just a different ball game when you start Kino Flagler. There's this innate sense of competition that you think that you're supposed to be at this level when we're all just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so that was new for me my junior year of college. I hadn't been in that environment before. And so I put all this pressure on myself. I wasn't really sleeping very well. And I wasn't making conscious decisions. Like, I feel like I kind of lost my power of choice. And that happened, too, in this the situation that I mentioned in my intro. Um, when I was just tired all the time, I was kind of moving through time without necessarily acknowledging the moment I was in. And things kind of became a blur. Like, again, I, there were... The, the really tough moments for me were those moments where I was so flustered that I couldn't make simple decisions. That yeah. is what stood out to me the most. Like, I was so exhausted. I didn't feel like I could create logical thought. So I think that, for me, was the moment where I was like, this has to change. Mm-hmm. And something that I have found through my advanced therapeutic yoga teacher training is that that is a symptom of of burnout is those neural pathways in your frontal lobe, which is a part of your brain that's responsible for executive functions like the power of choice. They are not going to function properly when you aren't connected, when you aren't connecting with some of the important things that are happening in front of you. So interoceptive cueing is something that's really powerful in yoga. It's kind of present moment awareness. So noticing like this soft, fabric of this blanket that's in front of us and just tuning in and allowing yourself to truly be present is something that can restore those neural pathways and restore your power of choice so that's something that I think is really important because when I was in those really stressful situations I was not giving myself the opportunity to rest and relax Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times when we're feeling burnout it's because we are moving at a million miles a minute we don't have or we don't take a pause, which I think is something that's so powerful um, because ultimately you do have permission to pause. And when you realize that you always have the control in terms of how you respond or react in the situation, I think that can change the game, especially if you're operating in a way that you are 
doing all these things based on what you think you should be doing instead of stopping and recognizing, is this something that's in alignment with what I'm pursuing? And also setting personal boundaries. That was something that was huge for me that I think flipped the script for me um, when I was working and the second time kind of really had that burnout that stopped me in my track. So I started setting personal boundaries. Um, I started making sure that I wasn't working on the weekends for the corporate job. I started making sure that I was carving out time for exercise. Things that I knew made me feel like I was in control and things that I loved doing, I carved out time for that. Carved out time for spending time with family and friends. All those things that nurture who you are mm-hmm. on a personal level and also on a physical level yeah, are so important. I agree. I hope that answered the question. No, it definitely did. And I feel like I've maybe like a few months ago before I like quit my like third, fourth job that I had, um, I was getting to that level of like, I was at like a crossroads in my business of trying to allow that to flourish, but without doing a terrible job at all these other things I was still responsible Mm -hmm. for. And I was starting to feel just like, like you said, like the simplest thing would be so stressful and like a day to day, like I would just not have enough hours in the day and one, letting go of that job specifically helped. Yeah. And it was another one of those God things like, just, you know, trust me and walk through this door and I'll make things happen. Um, I but, gotta be honest, I'm there right now. Yeah. yeah. But not only that, but it was like an aha moment for me to be like, oh, when I do make sure I shut down at seven or 7.30 at night or whenever I come home, I don't have to get all those pictures edited in, in an hour you know like and I, the world doesn't end and the, the world, world the end. world doesn't and I think too something that I realized for myself is that setting those expectations it's coming from what I think people are expecting of me right and kind of looking for external validation that way instead of recognizing that people are probably not going to respond the way that you think they're going to respond right. yeah you put you yourself in their so much more pressure on yeah. yourself than other yeah. people are actually putting on you exactly yeah Exactly. Yeah, and I, it's like I noticed that maybe the, na- the last like week or two that I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm so much less stressed lately. Like I haven't been putting as much pressure on like getting things done immediately like I used to. And it was, like you said, it was no one else yeah. putting that on me. I was just doing it to myself, and I was like, no, it's okay for me to just watch a movie and not feel guilty about not using that time to work because I do have the next work day that you do to get it done and it was it's just been so such a simple realization but it's made such a big yeah impact um but I don't think I would have been able to do that had I not let go of a couple a couple things and I think that highlights too the importance of the mind-body connection I know that's something that's another kind of buzzword in the wellness world but really your mind is affected by the way that your body mm-hmm. is reacting and responding in the world and, and vice versa vice too versa, so I think yeah. recognizing that when you're stressed or when you're in a situation where you're feeling burnout because you can't make simple decisions it's not it's not you being irrational I think that's right. the biggest thing let's take that off the table it's because your body is yeah. functioning in a way that it wasn't designed to function. That gives me so much grace for my uh, mental breakdown on Sunday. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> I, yeah, like, I yeah. felt so irrational. And I just think my body was, like, shutting down. Listening to your body, I think, is the biggest 
saving grace that you yeah. could ever do. And like you listen time. to it, right? Yeah. I mean, you recognize that sometimes it takes us that it took far. took me a while. <laughs> sometimes it takes us that far. And I was really forced to listen, which was good. Yeah. yeah. I feel like when that's happened to me, it's such a God thing, though. It's he's like, okay, you're really trying to to push and push and push, but really you need to stop. And, mm-hmm. and then I, you know, it happens to, to all of us in some totally, form or fashion. Yeah. yeah. So for our listeners, like, whether they are in a corporate job chasing that yeah. ladder or they're a mom or entrepreneurs like us that are just pu- pu- pushed and pulled in all different directions, what is your advice or like some tangible action items for them to start implementing to find that balance? Yeah, that's a good Or like good prevent question. burnout or, or kind of come back from it. I think knowing what your body feels like in a state of ease and what your mind feels like in a state of ease is really important. I think recognizing your signs and symptoms of stress or recognizing the things that are going to trigger you is really important. And I think three things have been really powerful for me in developing a variety of different practices that have made me feel like I can take a step back and have given me that power back. Mm-hmm. Breathwork practice, I think, is something that's mm-hmm. really powerful. Yeah. For the most part, everyone can breathe. So I think just recognizing something as powerful as a deep inhale and exhale can really reset your mind, give you that mental clarity, and let you proceed with whatever is in front of you in your best state of mind. That's been really powerful for me in the corporate world, then also in my personal life, too. I think if you take a deep breath, you can really alter the course of an emotional rabbit trail mm-hmm. pretty quickly. And I think, too, if you ever want to just sit and meditate, um, you just close your eyes for 30 seconds if you're a mom and everyone's where they're supposed to be. Um, count your inhales and your exhales. So like, inhale, that's one. Exhale, that's one. Inhale, that's two. Exhale, that's two. And just kind of bring yourself back to the present moment. I think that's really powerful. And simple practices like that, you don't need to have this elaborate breathwork practice. It's accessible if you just tune in. And I think third is a a gratitude practice. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of the things that we feel are earth-ending really aren't so bad if we take a look at all these incredible things and gifts that are before us. So my boyfriend and I, we're in a long-distance relationship. So and done that. Mm-hmm. yeah, so we're just for four years now. So Where does he, live? he lives in Little Rock, Arkansas. Dang, wow. that's, that's yeah. a distance. Right there. <laughs> it is a distance. You can't drive there unless you want to drive. That's how we were. Hours. We had to fly. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's part of the fun, I suppose. But we have a really interesting way of catching up with each other after a long day. Instead of just saying, "How was your day?" We we have like three things. It's quickly morphed into like five things now because we have a, da- a daily movement practice, accountability. I know you guys are doing that with each other too. Mm-hmm. So we'll say, okay, what's one thing you learned today? Which I think is a great way to take up a, maybe a seemingly negative situation and take something from that. I'm writing these down. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Two is what's something you're thankful for today? Just kind of reflecting on your day and saying, you know, I was thankful for this. Or maybe it's a person in your life that was supportive of you. Maybe it's something as silly as, like, I was really thirsty today and I found water when I needed it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the little things that we tend to overlook. And then what was the highlight of your day? Because I think we can always find something to celebrate. Yeah. So. That's so cute. I love yeah. that. That's, that's, so our, cute. that's our daily catch-up at the end that's of the so day. That's so good, too, because I'm yeah. sure, like, in a long-distance relationship especially, like, not that the phone calls get mundane, but, I mean, that's 
yeah. when that's your only form of communication, that's so great because that's so those questions are probably answered very differently every single day. Yeah, so. they are. They really yeah. are. So I love yeah. that. Those are, it's a fun way. It's fun you can do with your kids. You could do with your best friend. You could yeah. do with anybody. At the dinner table. At the dinner table. But yeah. it, I think the thing that's really cool about it is when it becomes a habit with someone in your life or even with yourself. You're searching for it. You're searching for it throughout the day. Yeah. You're like, where's my highlight? Yeah. Or better, so, that could be my highlight. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm for that. Something that maybe stressed you out in the office or something with your kids. You might say, okay, this is something I can learn from later. I'm going to remember that for, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm talking about it It makes you more intentional It makes you so intentional. So I think those are three things that have been powerful for me and I think can help anyone wherever they are in their lives. I That's love that. so cute. I love it. Well, do you have any other pressing <laughs> questions for her? This is so timely I for know. my personal life. I know. Good. I Isn't that weird that we scheduled it like weeks ago and this is... I mean, won't he do it? God. Yeah. Just yeah. won't he do it. He's he's always on it. He's on it. <laughs> so true. Yeah. He gives us what we need when we leave. Right when we it. need it too. Yeah. Right when we need it too. It's the cool thing. Yeah. So awesome. Well, as a heart and soul listener, you probably know we always end with our four questions. Four questions. So we're gonna ask you. <laughs> um, what's something you're currently binging or obsessed with? Oh my gosh. Um Crime Junkie podcast, actually. Dude, so good. So good, right? My boyfriend actually turned me on to it, and then I, I got my sister, Sarah, and her husband, Chris, into it, and they do the do 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 Yeah. They do the little jingle. And, they, and the way she tells stories, you're so like, can good. you narrate my life? Well, my mom and I listen to it. She's like, it. okay, and so, oh like, God. did you know that ball? And, like, her inflections, I'm like, so good. I need to start listening. Narrate to my life. What? Like, just me walking down the street, narrating. It was kind of funny because we were listening to it as we drove in here, and the drive from Charlotte is all highway, and I we got here around 7, so we were like, there were a few patches, we were like, oh, this is crime junkie territory, yeah. there could be yeah. some bodies over there. Yeah, we're going to be on the next podcast. So then we're like, maybe we should stop listening to it for the rest of the drive, but... I love yeah. the friend that interjects, and she's Brit. like, I know, right? Yeah. And it's like, where'd you come from? <laughs> and are like, wait, who's that? Yeah, <laughs> who are you again? That's awesome, I'm- I think I yeah, to it's a good one. So it's like they're quick too. They are yeah. quick. They go by really quickly. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the latest uh, podcast I've been listening to, apart from Heart and Soul, of course. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> okay, what is something that you love about yourself? Hmm. That's a good question. Actually, actually added that one lately to our three things. No, it's four things. Aww. So you have to say something you love about yourself. He's so good. Um, so, I know, I know. It's, it's, not, it's the plan. It's <laughs> You're the like, plan. right? Right? Okay. No. Right? He's Are you like, listening? He's like, I'm aware. He's, uh, just started his residency, so. Oh, so he's quite busy. He's quite busy. He's quite yeah. busy. Um, student loans, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, okay, so something I love about myself. I love my optimism and my ability to adapt and flex Mm. that's not something that I always had when I was younger I was kind of rigid in terms of resistant to change but that's something that I've developed over the past few years that I think has served me well both in my personal pursuits and in my professional pursuits yeah Yeah. that's great that is such a good quality to have I'm adding in a fifth question yeah what's your Enneagram number do you know I haven't taken it. I oh, need to. Girl. Oh, I yeah. need to. I'm like seeing so much three in you. Oh, yeah. Like so now achiever. I'll take it and then I'll. I'll but also I'll like a nine, a little peacemaker. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I, I do like to keep the peace. I could see her being a two. Two, a helper. Gosh, you're all of them. How about this? Before we before we 
this goes live, I'll take it and I'll okay. message you guys. Okay. So yeah, we will know. solve that you question for all the hours. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it today. Yeah, okay. you've got to do it today. <laughs> we'll send you the link. Perfect. I have faith in you. Perfect. Thank you. Um, so what's something that you're looking forward to for the rest of the year? Mm, I'm really excited to continue to develop the sense of community that I've fostered in Charlotte. There's such a great wellness community there. But I also am really looking forward to continuing to build my brand online and work with people more virtually. So if anyone, if any of the things we talk about, someone's like, I need, I would love to work with you on that. I'm always yeah. connecting with people yeah. and working with people. And then there's something else that I've been starting to do that's a little different. So I've got um, some workshops in Charlotte. So if you're visiting Charlotte or home is, is Charlotte for you, then I've got some workshops coming up. Um, one is in July. I've got a pop-up class July 11th. And then... That's soon, dude. It is. But the workshop itself is August 3rd. And that one's a little different because it's called Empower and Breathe. But it's a little bit inspired by the class by Taryn Toomey, if you're familiar with that at all. So it, it's going to combine alignment-based vinyasa with intuitive movement and music and breath work with like little bursts of cardio and strength to kind of give you that cathartic release mm -hmm. in addition to taking you back down into that intuitive reflection that you typically will see with an alignment-based vinyasa class. So oh, I'm really cool. excited about that. that it's been a lot awesome. of fun to develop that. So okay. I have a preview class for that on the 11th of July and then August 3rd is the workshop. And then if you really just want to learn how to develop introspective practice, a more mindfulness-based practice, and learn how to tune in with, the, with your present moment awareness, um, that workshop is called Slow Down and Breathe, and that is September 28th. Awesome. That's my mom's birthday. Oh, nice. Yeah. Happy, early Happy birthday, birthday, mom. <laughs> Happy early birthday. Um, yeah, so that's coming up in Lots of good stuff. September. So, up. And it's all on the website, too, if you were interested. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely, yeah, cool. We'll plug that now, and then we'll. Oh, sure. It's uh, laurajhanson.com, and then my Instagram is laurajhanson if you want to follow along. Sometimes I do like poems and things like that just to like I think Instagram is a really fun medium but it's, yeah. it's tough sometimes because I think it's something that we use as a comparison mechanism totally. mm -hmm. so I full disclosure I've been working with that a lot myself lately and so I've been using it more of like an artistic platform and a way to connect with people instead of and finding mm -hmm. inspiration from the things that other people are doing it's like oh I can do that too or like using it as a source of a new idea because yeah. I think a lot of us look at that what other people are doing and say oh I should be doing x y and z but I think it's really cool when you can flip the script and say, oh, it's so cool that she's doing that. Like, good for what her. What can I do? Cheer each other yeah. on and then say, yeah. that's cool. What can I do? I mean, yeah, yeah, I like let me, that. Let mentality. me meditate on that. That's great. I love that so, mentality. Yeah. Am I asking the last question? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, if you could tell women one thing, what would it be? I think your emotions are valid. I think whatever you're feeling and however you're feeling is completely valid. I think mm. a lot of times we invalidate Bring our own that feelings. that one down, too. I would say that, and I would say something you can always do to check in with yourself is say, how am I feeling? First, label it, and then why am I feeling this way? So you can understand why you're feeling that way, because that's one thing that I, I see a lot in my girlfriends and in, in women that are close to me is we tend to feel a certain way and then write ourselves off because we're being irrational or mm -hmm. um, crazy. Or cr exactly. I always use that word. Yeah. Stop. Like yes. I'm just being crazy or I'm just being psycho. Train yourself. Yeah. I even do it myself still, but I'm working on it. And I think that's really powerful because 
there's actually been studies that show um, when you are able to label your emotions, it actually makes you more resilient and creates stress. So, so cool. Yeah. So much knowledge just dropped as oh, Catherine continues <laughs> to jot this down. In her I'll be back in about 15 minutes once so I go through my emotions. So yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing I would say. Yeah. I love that. She just nailed all of that. She didn't even, like, hesitate either. She just, like, had them ready to go. Yeah. Well, it's fun, too, because a lot of the times the things that I'm sharing on Instagram on my website, even now, are things that I would tell myself based on whatever I'm going through. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, you're so awesome. We're we're going to be long-distance friends. Trust me, I'm good at long-distance relationships. Clearly, yeah. (laughs) You need to call me every day with those questions. Yeah, for sure. Or just text me. You are always welcome back here. Group chat. Yeah, group text for sure. For sure. <laughs> well, before we depart, just a reminder to um, rate us and review. We, I don't know what happened last week. We just had, we always get new reviews almost after every episode. And last week, I don't really think we did. Nada. So, I don't know, I don't know what <laughs> Not happened. One. I thought it was a pretty really? great episode about um, girlfriends, right? Yeah, it was great, right? <laughs> I mean, I thought... It's, it's the summer holiday. It has nothing to do with you guys. Yeah. It's not as it's you. I feel like we've also been forgetting to ask that. We're just, like, so used to people writing us oh, reviews yeah. every week that it's, like... Yeah, we need to ask. We're now asking we now, ask. okay? <laughs> now we're asking, please do it. Um, we still have that 200 gold by... August 1st. August 1st. It's done. You like how I just throw right? dates? <laughs> yeah, that is in one month. We have 60-something to go. Yeah, yeah we're fine. We can do that. We got 100 in one month. Yeah, we can definitely do that. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much. We will. Do you want to announce the workshop? Oh, yes. Well, it's getting pretty close. Pretty um, close, y'all. The workshop that Catherine and I are hosting is next weekend, July 13th. Um, again, the first half of the day is going to be all about female entrepreneurship. So, everything from, you know, developing a legal business, what? finding your. We're going to make it way more interesting. I know. It's going to be cool, y'all. Sorry. I didn't mean to... <laughs> finding your ideal client, finding your why, um, going through workflow, kind of how to balance your day as a work-from-home entrepreneur. Catherine's going to go over social media and branding and how to, you know, build an authentic brand. And then we also have an awesome accountant coming who's going to be talking about taxes and legalities all and things. all those fun things that no one ever tells you how to do on your own. No. Um, and we're going to put it in a really nice, presentable way. And then if you are a photographer or an aspiring photographer, you can stay for the second half of the day, which we will delve into um, camera settings, posing, client experience, and an actual wedding style shoot as well. So even if you just are like curious and you want to come hang out, it's going to be really fun. We're going to have food and it's going to be a beautiful day. So um, you can go to our podcast Instagram and the link to register is on the bio, but you can also find it through either of us on Instagram. Just send us a message if you are Slide into our DMs. Yeah. And we're excited to see some of you there. I think that's it. Do you have any soul announcements or anything? I do, but I, I'm trying to be patient with my announcements. Okay. Because I keep jumping the gun. Okay. So something's coming. We're just going to build the anticipation. Yeah, anticipation is being built. I like it. I like it. All right. Until next time, guys. We love you. Bye. Bye. Love Bye. you. Bye.